Welcome to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. I'm a conventionally trained physician sharing how the body heals and how you can access this state of healing effortlessly. Are we hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. Mind Body TV. I have Jessica Sullivan with me. I'm Dr. Kim Duramo. We have a really special episode of Mind Body TV where this month we are focusing on our mind body mentors and answering your questions, assisting you with this mind body integration, mind body healing experience. Um, and how do we personalize this journey? How do we actually internalize this? So the body is in that accelerated state of, of not only health, but also joy and being in our gifts, being in our truth. Um, so that's really what this, this month is about, as well as the invitation. If you would like private mentorship, we do have this available at drkimd.com forward slash mentors. So uh, Jessica has been on my team for several years now and is such a great sort of embodiment of this work. And she shared her story two weeks ago when we had her in with how like unthinkably sick and sort of like, just like, you know, there's no hope. This is, you're going to have this for the rest of your life and everything that went along with that to integrating this work and really finding that inner power, unleashing that inner power. She's resolved several chronic illnesses. She's in a super functional life, enjoying her life. She now has two children, like has come such a, a very long way by tapping into that power within. And so we have her back today to share more about, um, you know, where are you now? What is your life now? And how have you brought that to others through the mentorship work and in the mind body community and Facebook in the embracing health program and to answer, um, you know, any individual questions that come up today yeah. for what you'd like to ask of Jess. So, thank you <laughs> yes, for being thank here. You. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, and thank you to everybody who's here. Yes. Hello. Yeah, I wanted to share more on this call about where I am now, as opposed to really everything that I've been through to get me here. But in this really joyful life where I'm able to travel, which is something I never thought I'd do again, where I'm able to really be with my children and enjoy them in a way that I never thought I would be able to do, and to be able to really live in full abundance, in full joy, in full knowing I'm taken care of 100% of the time, 100% of the time. Well, and just to recap, you know, after having the diagnosis of severe Lyme disease, chronic mm -hmm. fatigue syndrome, um, you know, autoimmune illness, I know there's a whole bunch of other things that were yeah. on there and, and being in bed for two years, three, yeah. three years in the bed, um, you know, things were looking pretty hopeless. And so one yeah. of the things we like to do when we're profiling these stories is, let people know, like, no matter how severe the situation, whether you're like incapacitated with MS or you can't eat anything but a grain of rice because of, you know, inflammatory bowel disease or just fill in the blank with what's going on, that untapped power within us that yeah. created your body and your liver and your kidneys is absolutely completely and utterly capable of restoring that health. Yes. So um, if you didn't see the episode from two weeks ago, I'd invite you to view that. It's on Dr. Kim Duramo in YouTube. And it's also in the Mind Body community and Facebook because we have the, all the recordings there. Um, 
So yeah, why don't you just start Jess with, um, yeah. you know, where things are at and, and how you're using this work to help others. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I'm glad you touched even on that piece. Um, because I wanted to even share that wherever you are in your journey, if you're one weekend, if you're just starting to not maybe feel good, if you're a year in, five years in, 10 years in, 20 years in, that it doesn't matter. <laughs> that even if you have one diagnosis, you know, I think I had, if I listed them off, there would be multiple, multiple, multiple diagnoses. And so I hear it a lot of, yeah, but I've been going through this for four years, or I've been going through this for, you know, six months with this idea and expectation that it should only be a certain amount of time and that my journey is a long journey and I was sick for a very long time, but it's okay that it took that long for me to be here. It's okay that I had to go through that in order to be where I am today. And I actually wouldn't trade any of my experience and what I went through to be where I am today because I have so much gratitude and compassion of where I am today, where my relationship with my body today, how I honor myself in every moment today, where I didn't do that in the past, where I was a people pleaser, where I thought I had to do it a certain way. I even thought I had to heal a certain way and listen a certain way and follow a certain path. What I learned the most about finding you and coming here was the inner power that I was powerful enough to uncreate that story, to uncreate those beliefs and those patterns that kept me stuck for so long and that I can invite in something even bigger to uncreate that. I, I had a session actually before this call where she asked, well, how did you do that? And there was a moment where I identified so much with being the sick person that was who I was. And so I lived my life accordingly. And life kept showing me accordingly that you are a sick person and here's another thing you're gonna have to deal with. And here's another thing. And I made this choice to begin to identify as a healthy person. And so when I started to wake up in the morning, instead of scanning my body head to toe of all the things that were wrong, I started to invite in that I am perfectly healthy and whole, and I'm gonna start my morning that way because I no longer wanted to be the sick person. I no longer wanted to live in that illness. Uh, I wanted health, right? I wanted peace. So how can I begin to let that come in? I'm gonna choose it first. I'm gonna to choose to identify as a healthy person. So then I'm gonna to start to make choices as if I was a fully functioning, healthy person, even though I'd still felt sick, right? But it was no longer the, um, I just was no longer gonna buy into that anymore. Can I just ask you a quick question there? Because yeah. one thing that comes up is um, 
when we, cause I think a lot of you maybe have heard something like that approach before, but then yeah. what it ends up getting translated into is like, I'm going to ignore what I'm really feeling and yeah. pretend yeah. I'm feeling happy, pappy, yeah. or I'm yeah. going to ignore this is really miserable for me. And I'm going to just try to do ice cream on top of poop and put yes. happy, you know, grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm at least alive today. And like what I'm actually feeling is so far from that. Yes. So I, I would like to, um, what is like the authentic way that we do that where we embrace this new perspective while still honoring what's, what's here. What's here. Yeah. For me, it was, letting go even of the idea that I had to heal in order to be at peace. So I say often when I came to this work, I had a one goal in mind and that was to heal my illness, to find the cure, to do the thing and, and make that happen. And then the needle started moving where healing no longer became my ultimate goal. Finding peace became my goal. So even if I'm in hell, even if I'm having the worst day, even if I feel terrible, how can I be, begin to find peace in that moment, in that day, in those 10 seconds, in that hour? And the more I started to choose that and let peace be my ultimate goal, the illness no longer became the thing I had to overcome. Or the thing I had to fix or the thing I had to make go away. Yeah, this is the universal sort of move. Yeah. If if I make, you know, if I make the, the being healthy is my ultimate goal, then I can't have any peace until I get that. And I That's actually right. can't get that because there's no peace. Yes. And if I can let peace be my goal, and, and I talk a lot about like just 2% peace. Can I be 2% okay? With that, I feel this excruciating pain. Can I be 2% okay with yes. that? The mind is like, but it'll never change. You, you've been here for three years and yes. everything it has to say about what's happening right now. Yes. Yeah, I had this experience when I was 26. Um, and this sort of ties into it. But when I was 26, I had just sort of gotten better. And I came out of a six-year relationship with somebody and I was really on my own for the first time. And I'm sort of relearning what my life is going to look like post bedridden for three years. And I, I knew I wanted someday to be married and have children, but I actually didn't know that that was possible for me. And having gone through my experience, it felt impossible for me because who was going to love me if I was sick, who was going to have children with a sick person, right? <laughs> It was like all these ideas and stories that that just wasn't going to be for me, even though I, I know I truly wanted that. And so I went to the store and, you know, I'm not dating. I'm living at home with my mother. I can barely, you know, I'm just relearning sort of how to walk again and like get back out into life again. And I bought a, a bright pink scrapbook and I bought a little baby onesie. Oh. And I, and I have no concept that this is going to happen for me, but something made me buy that. And I came home and I like tucked it away in the back of my closet and I just let it be there. Right. So there was no pressure. I have to make this happen. I have to go find somebody and like start a family. I didn't even know if it was 
going to be something. But I can see now looking back that I was actually just inviting that in. I was making space for that possibility to exist, right? And so then six years later, I had my daughter. And I knew the minute I saw this positive pregnancy test, I was having a girl, right? I just knew because I already had it picked out for her. So there was something in the, just allowing that to come in, making space for that to be there, even though I had no idea what that was going to look like. I had no idea who the person was going to be that I chose to have a child with, even though I didn't even know if that was possible for me yet. But can I just let it in, right? Can I just begin to let the peace in, even though I don't know what it's going to look like yet, even though I don't know what healing is even going to feel like or look like yet? Can I just be open to the possibility to let that come in? And so that's what I began to do. And that's what I began to choose. <laughs> yes. Even though, yeah, there were some like, heavy days and hard days mixed in with that, mixed in with some good moments, mixed in with wanting to give up a lot of days still. But I let myself have that in such a full way. I let myself have like the horrible day where I wanted to still give up. And I didn't try to sort of make it better. I want to sort of like dissect this little recipe. Yeah. Because when we're in the mind, it's, mm -hmm. it's, how do I do it? How do I do it? How do I do it? How do I do that? I don't already know what it feels like to be healthy. How can I let that in? And I, and what I just saw you do it was like a little recipe. It's like a little three-part recipe, right? To let in a possibility I don't understand and I yes. don't already know requires trust, yes. surrender, and openness. Yes. And that is exactly what lets us be out of the mind and into the heart or yes. out of like the thinking mind and into the feeling mind or out of the head mind and into the heart mind. And so when you know, when we're in that head mind, we need a how, wait, 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 hold mm -hmm. on. What do I do? Show so me. that's yeah. why we've got like the ABC tool, the drop in, but that's exactly what this is, is like, just take a deep breath. And if you remember trust, surrender and open and open is just, you know, I'm going to soften my body because as soon yes. as you soften your body, you're sensing more, you're feeling more and you're letting in new ideas and new awareness. Yes. And that was what you know, when we had the session a couple of weeks ago, I, I could hear everyone asking, but how did she do that? And even in my awareness, I was like, oh, I really want her to fully drop in and show us wow. where did you go? Because yeah. you listen to the journey. There were these magic moments when like, boom, and then this happened, yes. boom, and then this happened. And I know from understanding the, the, the metaphysical yeah. that it's never random. It's never like, well, yeah, well, thank God that happened to you. Yeah. How do we get that to happen to me? Mm -hmm. It's never that it's always, always. you entered yes. a space where that could come in. You yes. um, embodied a new way of being where those are the things that now happen to you. Yes. You stepped into a higher frequency consciousness where more resources were available. Yes. And so how do we do that? 
and you did talk a ton about that in the first interview, but this is like the crux of it is like, yeah, when you did the trust, surrender and opening, which is, you know, you trust, you're like, what if it could happen? And the mind's like, but there's no guy around. I'll never yeah, have a way. <laughs> and then surrender is like, all right, I'm just going to let it feel good anyway, even though it doesn't seem to be here. Yeah. And then opening is like, you just have the softening that you let more come in. Yes. What can first come in when you're in that first mindset? Yeah. Um, thank you for, I mean, I think that was the magic of what, you did, you let go was magic. Yes. What you thought was true about everything. So that now who you're being was slightly different. You weren't braced against yes. the problem. You weren't fighting the illness that isn't going to go anywhere unless I fight. You allowed a shift to yeah. come in. And so now you were being different. And I also made peace with the idea that maybe I'm going to have this for the rest of my life. So if that's actually true for me, which I thought it was, how can I be at peace with that as opposed to, right? Yeah. I'm never going to be at peace because I, I can't get there until I resolve this illness. I can't get to freedom until I don't have anxiety. Well, what if I'm at peace with having anxiety for the rest of my life? What if I'm at peace with not feeling well for the rest of my life? Can I get to a place where I can accept that and embrace that? And in doing that, it, it made it again, right. That illness, I didn't actually have to, uh, get to this end goal of, I never feel anxiety again. I never feel any illness again. I never feel anything bad ever again. And now I'm like, have this beautiful, happy, healthy life. It actually re allowed all of that to dissolve when I no longer was fighting it. When I allowed it to just be a part of who I was. It was no longer something I had to get rid of. So I just kept allowing it to show up and kept allowing it to show up and let myself have the bad days and let myself have the light too, both. It wasn't just like, I just need the light all the time, all the time. And then I have a bad day and I'm like beating myself up, right? So I'm really hard on myself and I'm beating myself up every day because it's, I want it now. What if I stop beating myself up and actually start loving myself? What if I start to have compassion for myself instead of, oh, all the hatred I'm spewing to myself, to my body? That shifted so much in me because I was really bad at self-love. It was a practice I really had to, right, let in and start doing. So when I would notice that I'm like, oh, right, what are you doing? Why'd you do that? Or you shouldn't have exercised because now look at what you did. Or why'd you eat that? Because now you just caused your, you triggered a migraine where I'd be so hard on myself. I'm like, oh, it's okay. It's okay that you did it this way. It's okay that we're in pain today. I love you, pain. It's okay that you're here, right? Thank you for showing up and getting my attention in this way. You broke the spell. You yeah. think of the illness as a spell, which yeah. it kind of is. It's a it's an energy frequency. It's a reality. It's an electromagnetic and a physiologic state that yeah. you find yourself in. And the more you react to it, the more you're strengthening it. Mm -hmm. And how we break the spell is exactly what you're saying. 
yeah. come into a new state with what is. And, and yeah. by even just asking like, what if I could be at peace with that? Because yes. you don't even have to be at peace with it. You just have to open the space of like, what if I could be at yes. peace yeah. where I am right now? Mm -hmm. So even just asking that question is, is literally breaking the spell. Yes. Once you broke the spell, like it's not necessarily like your body immediately felt completely healed, but no, you broke the spell. And then like, you know, a resource came in or an idea yes. came in or a whole new thing came in. And it was like, that was the path that led yes. to a total resolution. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I have just a little thing here too, next to me that says, you know, to replace fear with faith, trade torment for trust. When we swap worry for wisdom and we alleviate anxiety with love. So those are the things, right? To have trust, to, to know your wisdom, to have the love instead of the like beating up of myself. And this goes away along with that three point yes. formula. Yes. Trade torment for trust, worry for, for we call it surrender, but you're surrendering yes. to the wisdom. Yes. And then love instead of anxiety. Closure. Yes. Or torment. Yeah. And fear. Fear. Yeah, what if we have love and compassion where there's fear? Yeah, it, it was a real requirement to surrender. And I spoke on this before where I thought, right, from the thinking mind, I thought surrender, letting go meant do nothing and it, illness is just going to take me over and put me right back into that bed again. But it completely did the opposite. It actually allowed me to heal and it let me be free and it let my symptoms fall away. But I had to really surrender and not be afraid to let go because it was fear that was keeping me from letting go. I was so in so much fear and fight or flight that even the thought of letting go meant no way this is going to consume me. Yeah. But it actually freed me. You know, Cassia said, Jess, thank you for your brilliant guidance as my mentor. Every session we have helps me bring yeah. awareness to something I was not seeing. Yeah. I love her so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, you share? Yeah. yeah. No, I was going to say on, on so many of my sessions, what sticks out to me and seems so obvious, the client might not even have any awareness, right? So I just had a session with somebody like you're in total victim. She's like, oh, my car died. And then my apartment and my landlord and like all the things. And I want to have this, but I can't have that because I don't have the money. And I want to, I was like, whoo, the victim is so heavy. Like I can feel it. It's so palpable. She was, I didn't even know that was there. Right. So it's really just bringing up what's already there that they're not aware of yet. And, and it takes a ton of compassion because- yes. As soon as you say like, oh, you're, you're in victim, then it's like, well, yeah, but I am in victim and it yeah. is a shit show. And this is actually happening. Let me show you the bill. Yes. And then we just want to double down on what's not working because yeah. we don't realize that compassion is the transmuter yes. for everything happening in the space that lets the body percolate into a new chemistry and a new set point for health, a new energy yeah. that actually lets your outer reality 
shift to a new set point for, you know, more money coming in than money going out or more love coming in and more people and collaboration and opportunity because we're electromagnetic and everything Mm -hmm. is responding to us. Yeah. And it gets them to really open to see, oh, I was so clamped down in this story and this belief and this is how it has to be. Oh, it just makes a little bit of space to open to, oh, well, what else actually could be here for me? Right. What yeah, else like curiosity me? is a good starting point. We yes. maybe can reach for, if, okay, this just is just too good to be true. This can't happen for me, but let me just be, maybe I'll just be a little curious. Maybe yes. what could happen? Yes. Uh, also, um, you know, that that softening of just soften your physical body is another good little go-to if you yes, just, because yes. you, can't, you can't get it from the mind. You, the oh, you have to drop in. Yes. Yeah. Um, Trisha said, this is so powerful. How do we also envision the life we want to move into? Is it that peace is the life we want to create fully in our lives? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Hattie is saying, what about when physical issues go away and then other ones come up? Yeah. I call it the whack-a-mole energy where, and I lived there for so long where you're like, yep, I got rid of this and now I have this. Oh, wait a minute. Let me just like take care of this. Oh, and now I have this. Or for me, it was like gut issues for days. And then finally they would resolve. And now I have a migraine for a week and that would resolve. And now I'm having a panic attack and that, and it's like, I can't catch up. I'm like swimming upstream and I just can't catch a break. Right. I'm in that victim of like, it's just another thing. I'm just going to keep whacking the mole and another thing's going to pop up and another thing's going to pop up. And coming into the idea, even that it doesn't actually have to go away. It's not something I have to like whack that mole and I have to get it to go away because it's just going to show up again right? It's just that same energy. It's going to show up again in something else so that I can meet it in a new way. But if I'm going to meet it in that same, like, I got to get rid of this symptom so then I can be free. Oh, wait a minute. Here's another thing. And it's like, right. To get my attention, to get me to do it in a new way rather than in the old dynamic, which is, yeah, I got to make this go away in order to be free. Well, I'm going to choose to be free and see what can be created from that. And then these can start to fall away. It just shifts the energy of, uh, yeah, that condition of, I need this to be gone in order to be free, in order to be okay. If I don't have this, then I'm okay. Oh, wait a minute. Well, here's another thing to show you that you're not okay if you have something. Okay, so how can I meet this? Can I actually be okay, even if I have this symptom, even if I have this diagnosis, even if I have this whatever's coming up for me? Yeah. Well, and someone's mentioning um, misophonia. I hope misophonia can be healed. I'm tired of sounds hurting me. I'm so drained. And you could probably make a list of like a thousand things that are these like super obscure outliers where you think, well, yeah, this one healed MS and that one healed cancer. But Whoever heard of misophonia? Like, well, I don't know anybody who has that. And so then we kind of think like, well, this is special. This is Mm -hmm. outside the realm of what the body can handle. But when we understand, like when the nervous system is flared up into fight or flight and practiced into that Mm -hmm. for so long, 
um, yeah, we're super sensitive to sound. We're super sensitive. We could sensitive to anything or we can Everything. have, remember your daughter had that cold. Yes. Go into like an anaphylactic reaction from yes. cold, cold, right? Yes. What is going on in the immune system yes. and the nervous system that has it triggered by these tiny little things. Um, yes. and how and that's why yeah. there's the food, you know, so many people are reactive to food and to having candida and rashes. And I had all of that and reactive to smells. And, you know, I had a client who said, I went to the mall and I like held my breath walking past the candle store because she was in so much fear that if she actually smelled those candles and let that in, she's going to be reactive. So like, let me just hold my breath and like get by the store. Then I don't actually have to experience that reaction in my body. I don't have to feel that. Right. And so we are, yes, an inflammation and reactive to food and smells and sounds oh my God, I was reactive. I couldn't watch TV. I was reactive to light, to sound, to a dog barking, like sent me into a full-blown panic attack. Just that noise because I was, uh, my nervous system was so frayed that everything in my body was reactive. So supplements were reactive, medication reactive. And I got to a point where I said I was just eating bread and water to stay alive because I was reactive to everything. And so I couldn't go outside. I couldn't look outside because I was reactive to the trees moving. I was reactive to the sun, right? To darkness, to it didn't matter what it was. I was going to react to it from where I was in my state. And, and the body's listening. Your, yeah. your cells, you know, you're not intending to react to it, but your body mm. is doing that reaction. And now it's totally subconscious. Yes. And it's still, it's still being programmed and uh -huh. it can shift. You can shift the way your body's responding to everything. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And Nicola said, I can't stop watching these mentor episodes. Jess and Alicia are so inspiring hearing their journeys. I sometimes feel so scared of my symptoms and autoimmune challenges. Yeah. And when I listen to you guys, it gives me hope. Yeah. Thank you all. <laughs> Any, I want to see what other questions come up because I want to make time for little nuggets of uh, what will people, <laughs> Layla, Layla said, welcoming the fear, even 2% has been challenging and also so rewarding, all caps. Yeah, that was a big part for me too, was the fear was so severe and I was in fear about everything, just in fear of the world, life, illness, symptom. Yeah, how can you not be? Yeah. And, and having compassion for yourself. Yes. For being versus, in fear. Yeah. And yeah. Holly said, yes, awareness is yeah. the medicine. Oh, man, I do that, too. I talk about the whack-a-mole energy with my clients. Yeah. <laughs> Things are coming up to be released. Someone yeah. else said, yeah, the whack-a-mole energy. It's trying to get your attention until you accept it. Yeah, yes. until we shift the frequency we're in, there's no real change. Right. Take a just... break from whacking and just observe. Just that 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 was well said, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> vertigo. People, a lot of people Ooh, are asking. Oh, I have vertigo. Yeah. I had and also tinnitus, you know, like ringing in the yes. air, which kind of goes along with that. Um, yes. Do you want to speak to that? Because I think you're really right on with. Yeah, I had vertigo. I had ringing in the ear to the point where if it happened, I would like run from wherever I was because it scared me so much. So if I was 
out somewhere and I had that ringing, I would like fight or flight. I'm going, I'm flighting. I'm out of here because it scared me. I didn't know what it was, right? It was just uncomfortable. It was something that I needed to run from really and vertigo. And I would end up in the hospital with vertigo because it scared me so much. So I better go get this checked out. I'm diagnosed with Meniere's disease, right? Uh, I mean, you name it. I Whatever symptom somebody's going to post, there's a 99% chance that I had it. <sighs> more surrender, more surrender, more surrender. Uh, okay, it's okay that this is here. I don't actually have to run from this because it's going to just keep showing up to get my attention. And the more I run from it, I, I'm running from the shadow, right? As, as opposed to, and I think this thing is chasing me. These symptoms are chasing me. So let me just keep running, avoiding, hiding, because it's too scary to actually turn around and like look at that shadow and face that shadow. But yes, 2%, what if I just like slightly turn and take a look at that shadow? That it's actually not trying to harm me. It's not trying to like get me. It actually wants me to surrender to it and become friends with it and change my relationship with the running from the fear. What if I let fear just be here? But there's fear even of letting fear be here because- whew. Well, and even body symptoms, like there's so yeah. much fear of being in the body and a fear of not being in control, control. which yeah. control and fear are two sides of the same coin. So if I'm in yes. control of my body, I'm necessitating my body stay in fear, fight and flight space. Yes. And if I'm, so how can we be in our body and not be in control? How can we be in our body and be at ease instead of control? How yeah. can we be in our body with willingness and grace instead of control? Yes. And I think what we're seeing with all these myriad of symptoms and diagnoses and syndromes and you know all these monikers we have of like you just put a few letters together and you're like what disease is that yeah. is is really just um a result of all the ways we haven't learned how to be in the body with serenity yes. and with grace so the yes. body can conduct its own healing and the body can restore itself and yeah. you're really speaking directly to what it takes to be in a body and surrender to the wisdom of the body. Yeah. And I had to relearn how to trust my body. And I hear this a lot too on calls of my body betrayed me. So there's no trusting relationship, right? Like any relationship, if there's no trust, that foundation is probably going to be dysfunctional, right? I need to begin and relearn how to trust my body. Because yeah, I felt really betrayed by my body. My body was not doing what I want. I wanted to be healthy and wake up and feel good. And it's not doing that. It's like, how can you do this to me, body? I thought we were like one, but we weren't. Because <laughs> I was very separate from my body. And I was living in my mind, in anxiety, in fear, all up here, as opposed to, yes, dropping down and starting to trust that my body did know what to do if I could sort of get out of the way. But because I was in control and I had to micromanage everything, micromanage my symptoms so they don't get even worse, but they're not going to resolve because I have all these things in place to sort of stay where I was, sort of stay status quo. 
even though I want to be a peer and I want joy and I want abundance and I want freedom and I want peace. There was so much fear that I felt, all right, I'm going to control the foods I eat. I'm going to control what I do during the day because I don't want to overdo it because then I'm going to cause myself to get sick and then I'm going to be worse. And I can't feel that. So let me just put everything in place so I actually don't have to feel that. And so what shifted for me was I started to get really on board with feeling worse. If that's where life was going to take me and that was going to be part of my healing journey, I started to get like, uh, I always say I started to get feisty because I'm like, okay, bring it on. Like, let's go. I'm on board. So if I'm going to choose to do something and I'm going to feel a lot worse after, I'm on board. It's going to be okay. I'm going to let that show up for me. I'm not going to try to micromanage it and avoid it and not let that happen. Well, which is a different frequency from what a lot of people do where it's like, fine, bring it on. I don't give a shit. And I'm just going to do this thing, but they're actually attacking their own body. And so right. it's not the same. There's such a, in a way, seems like a subtle difference, but it's a quantum difference where <laughs> surrender, allowing, willing yes. to receive it versus like F that I'm going to just do what I want and who cares and what happens to my body? And then it's right. like, you know, you're no. for it to happen. Yeah. No, I just became really on board with whatever was showing up for me. Yeah. Genuinely receptive. Yes. Versus. Uh, I think we've got to distinguish for ourselves because some people will say, well, fine. I was willing to deal with whatever came, but then, you know, I still it's, felt really yeah. exhausted mm -hmm. and yeah. you can tell the difference because the second energy is like, it's not working. It's not working. And the first energy is like, I'm surrendered. However it goes is flow. And I'm going to yes. flow with that. Yes. Whatever shows up, I'm going to, it's going to be okay. And like I'm going to meet it. With, I'm going to meet it with love and compassion. Whatever shows up for me, whether I, you know, label it good or bad, I'm going to let it show up for me. So if you're noticing you have an agenda, you're, you're really not in surrender. Right. Yes. Uh, Robin said, um, this makes so much sense. I keep blaming my symptoms and I see this a lot. Yes. Uh, they blame it on my fibromyalgia or my blah, 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 blah. And so they keep this thing in place mm -hmm. that, in, you know, encapsulates the symptoms. Yeah. I keep blaming my symptoms on the fact I'm withdrawing from benzos for the past seven years. I keep saying it's a chemical issue, not psychological. I'm going to try to stop being a victim of benzos, which is, which is wise. And you know, I want to clarify what we're talking about isn't really about psychological uh, per se, but in the mind body system, it's all the energy. Yeah. It's the like psychological, it's the, you know, mental, it's the emotional, it's the past life, past history, yes. stored emotional energy. It's everything. Um, because sometimes I think we, we, we simplify it by thinking it's a psychological thing, right. which is really, yeah. really way more than that. But um, I mean, this is a fascinating thing when people will attribute it to this thing, but now it's this thing that is not, you know, I can't deal with that. I can't resolve yes. that. Yes, 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 yes. An illness, a disease, a diagnosis, a, a benzo withdrawal, you know, medication withdrawal. Yeah. Um, Patty said, when I get strong, when I get strong heart skips, I always flee from where I am. Yeah. I, I used to do the same because I had them too. I still get them from time to time. I'll get a little and I'm like, okay, that's there. It's okay. Right. But I used to get 
strong heart skips and I'm be at the cardiologist and I'm wearing the heart monitors because there's something wrong. I have to like find out what this is. And yeah, good to go do that, right? If there's something there, follow your wisdom to go see a cardiologist, to go do whatever. But I still get them, but they used to scare me. My heart's going to stop. I'm going to die. I'm going to have a heart attack. I'm going to die, right? The fear is I'm going to die. So I have to do whatever I need to do to not make that, let that happen. Okay. So I'm not going to exercise or I'm not going to, whatever it may be, because I don't want to feel that. Cause I don't want to feel the fear that's underneath that. Um, will you look at this one too? Um, what was the first thing you began doing when you started this work to begin seeing the change in your nervous system? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, what I started to, the biggest shift was bringing in love and compassion, that self-love practice. Because once I, I would meet my symptoms always a hundred percent of the time in fight or flight with fear. It didn't matter what the symptoms, what, what it was. It could be as simple as, I don't know, a twinge or a, a, a muscle twitch. I used to get a lot of muscle twitches. And to me, that was fear. <gasps> I'm reacting. Something's wrong with my body. And immediately I went into fear. And immediately I went into like, I have to go see a doctor. I have to, whatever it may be. And uh, so a big shift was, okay, how can I meet this differently in a new way? Because the old way is actually no longer serving me. If I continue to meet this with fear and sort of abandon that part of me that this is showing up to get my love and compassion, what if I start to meet it with that? You actually <laughs> shared that in Embracing Health when I took it. And of course, I'm like, I get it. But I'm like, but I don't love this. What is she talking about? I hate this. How can I meet this with love? Like, no, I don't want this here. I'm like, feel like a fraud if I'm like, oh, I love you symptom. And I'm like, no, but my mind's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. And I'm like, okay. So I got to a point where I'm like, okay, the symptoms here, I sort of have two choices, right? This is showing up. I can meet it in the same way with fear and hatred and like run from it. Or I can choose to meet it with love and compassion. Either way, I'm meeting this whatever's here, this energy, this symptom, I'm going to meet it with something. So what if I try Kim's way? And what if I meet it with love and compassion? I haven't done that before, right? In all these years, I never did that. So what if I just try that and see what happens? And that's when I had like a migraine coming on. And I said, okay, here's an opportunity now to meet this in a new way. Uh, okay, I love you. Even though my mind's like, no, you don't. I love your pain. Thank you for showing up and like getting my attention in this way. I'm sorry I was so hard on you, right? I'm sorry I um, sort of like the whole pony pony. Like, I'm sorry I was so hard, tough on you before. I'm going to allow you actually to be here for as long as you need to be here. I'm not going to try to make you go away this time. I love you. You can stay with me as long as you want to stay with me. And I had it for that day. And when I woke up in the morning, it was gone. And that had never happened to me before. Because I would have them for weeks at a time, 10 days at a time. And that was my first like, aha moment, I guess, of, oh, maybe there, maybe there's something to this. <laughs> right? So, okay. So the next time something showed up, here's another opportunity. I can meet it in fear. 
And even if fear's here, it's okay that it's here. But can I put some love and compassion here too? Can I start to meet this in this new way and see what can be created from that? And I started to notice that even if I was, um, we call them herks, even if I'm flared up, instead of it lasting three days a week, it would last like a day because I was giving it 100% full permission to be here. And I was finding as much love and compassion for it as I could <laughs> in those moments, right? And sometimes more than others and some days more than others. But let me just keep meeting this with love and compassion. Let me, right? This is where I say I changed my relationship with my symptoms. And I became loving to them and compassionate to them as opposed to like really hard on myself and really, really mean to them. <laughs> and yeah. this started to really shift so much it, for me. It was a gradual, like someone saying you got totally yeah. out of the fear of the systems. Was it a gradual? It was gradual. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It was every, I started to see now the symptoms showing up as an opportunity to meet them in a new way as opposed to something I had to overcome or like just get through. So I can just, every day was like, let me just get to tomorrow. Let me, if I can just get, tomorrow will be better and tomorrow was never better. But I was living in the like, let me just get to tomorrow. Put it off, not actually shifting the consciousness, just waiting for waiting. it to shift you. Waiting for it to shift, yeah, and come in. Rather than really choosing it and choosing to meet symptoms in a entirely foreign way for me but am i willing to to see what can be created from that and i was yeah i'm gonna uh share the link for people who want to hook up with jess she still has some availability on her schedule for private sessions angie said is there a point to taking supplements or is it best to surrender and i always like when this kind of stuff comes up because how much we see these as separate things like yeah and, and we, I, I use certain supplements. I think it's always about like, because I, I choose to welcome the now and be where I am. And I choose to accelerate my life. I'm going to nurture my body with food. I'm yes. going to nurture my body with water. I'm going to nurture my body with, you know, if, if certain things resonate, then there's mm -hmm. certain supplements. And so it's yes. really always a matter of like, what consciousness am I choosing those things from? Yes. And, and you could speak to this just because I know you were like, on a million things like I was on medication. Yeah, I was on a million supplements actually doing different programs and working with naturopaths. And I did this other laser program and there were all these supplements, but they never quite felt good to me. But I'm going to take them because they, this doctor, this practitioner, this person knows more than I do. So I'm going to do what they tell me to do as opposed to really listening to what my body needed or the wisdom of my body even wanting to take them. So what ended up happening to me is I ended up taking a, I did them for about a year, year and a half, and I decided it no longer felt good to me to be doing it this way. And so I just took a pause and I said, okay, they're gonna, they're here. I'm just gonna take a pause and sort of get some clarity of what my body's actually wanting and needing from me. And I'm just gonna put these off to the side for a minute. And for me, I chose not to go back to that program, but I certainly still let a few things in. I love the, um, I don't want to say diet, but I love the lifestyle for food that I was on. Oh, I can continue with that because that feels really good and nurturing. 
okay, I'm going to continue to take uh, vitamin C because that feels really good to me. Or I'm going to continue to take a probiotic because that feels really good. But I can let the 46 bottles of things that I'm taking that I don't even know what they are because I'm not feeling like I actually want to keep doing it that way, right? So I'm really was just getting more clarity. I'm really tuning into my body of what my body wants. So I can choose a little bit over here and yes, choose it. And I love Epsom salt baths and I'm going to keep doing that. And I love dry brushing. So I'm going to keep doing that because that feels like I enjoy that. It feels yeah. really good. It's like, it's about like kind of the priority. Like I'm going to honor the energetic and then use the physical as a way to nurture that as opposed yeah. to the other way around. Like I'm just going to address the physical and never really adjust my frequency. It's yeah. like you want to use it to support your increase in frequency and use it to support your consciousness. And, you know, if we're expanding into our higher consciousness of well-being, abundance, then there's a lot of physical things that can support that. But if yeah. we're doing the first thing where it's like, I just want to get it out of the way. I just want to, you know, make this go away. And then we're in a fight or flight reaction. It just feeds the problem. Just, yeah. And that's how I was doing it before. I, I love to do like um, the Epsom salt baths, but I'm you got to do it every night for an hour. As hot as the bath can be, because you got to detox, detox, detox. And I would be so sick after doing it, where my, I'm like, my heart's racing. I feel nauseous. I'm so sick. And then oh, I'm wow. like, what am I doing? I'm doing it to make everything go away. I'm doing instead of being like in the bath and just like read a book or like listen to music and be like in that beautiful space of like, oh, this feels so good and warm and like I love this. Yeah. I'm like, no, you got to do it because you there's a chore to do. Right? It, yeah, it's like, is the ego driving my therapeutic yeah. modality or is my wisdom driving those yeah. choices? Yeah. You know, I have, um, how oh, Lilane, beautiful name, it sounds like. Yeah. Is it ever too late with regard to age or mm -hmm. how many decades of being so sick? No. Yeah, that's what I, I wanted to touch on, right? So my journey was almost spanned over two decades. And so that's why I was saying it doesn't matter if you're like just got newly diagnosed with something or you've been you're in the search process of like trying to figure this out or it's been 20 years, 30 years of having autoimmune or whatever it may be. I think we get uh, hooked on the timeline of things where if we can even let go of the idea that it has to be in a certain timeline or at a certain age or I hear it all the time, like, I got to be well, because like the holidays are coming. So it's like, I better be well in like two months, because like, time is ticking, right? <laughs> and I know I do this. I'm like, it's New Year's, I got to be well by like the first of the year, so I can have this type of year. Uh, right? It's just more pressure and tension in the body. So no, it doesn't matter what age you are. And I have clients well into their late 70s, who are just even awakening to this. And I think it's so beautiful. That even though it didn't happen for me, it happened, you know, later in my late thirties, early forties, it didn't happen in my twenties or my thirties. I had to go through all of that to get me to a place where I could be open to this because I don't know that I would have been in my twenties. Yeah. Um, do you have any other pieces you want to add before we complete? Um, 
I can't believe we almost had had an hour. And then Holly's saying like honoring my no feels really good too. Like whether yes. it's yes or no, like she decided to decline a therapeutic measure. She's like, I, I was told it was my only option and yes. choosing to follow my no feels really good. So it does feel really good. Yeah. Just keep trusting your wisdom because it will, it's going to guide you to what is going to work for you. It just will as opposed to right, I have to be, do it this way, or this person says to do it that way. But what is your wisdom letting you know, right? Because I, yeah, I guess it would say like, go against the grain a little bit, because it was do it this way, this is the only way. And I had to say no to that in order to open to something else and let something else come in. Even though I didn't know I would be guided here, I had no idea at the time but look at what showed up, right? Now I say, I didn't go looking for you. I didn't go looking for a mind-body healing. I didn't go looking for something. You showed up for me, right? You were actually introduced to me and like showed up. I didn't have to go seek it out or look for it, but that's where I was being guided because I was open to doing it a new way and no longer doing it the old way that wasn't working for me. Yeah, you've got to be guidable. Yes. Like, you have to be coachable before, you know, yes. anything really is going to gonna happen. Yes. You have to be guidable. Yes. Um, and I know, like, you know, when you're doing the sessions with people, you're, like, transmuting that energy with them. You're, you're helping yes. them release those densities they weren't aware were in the system, but that those are the very, very exactly things that are creating all the chaos and creating all the, yeah. you know, the limitations. So thank you so much, Jess, for, yeah. for coming back on. Uh, I shared the link. It's at drkimd.com forward slash mentors. There are really amazing testimonials you may see yourself in. Um, a lot of people have given us really, really great feedback through these sessions and, and doing the private mentorship with this work. So you can go to that page and uh, and check it out and percolate with that if this work calls to you and you'd like to move forward in working with a private mentor. Yeah, and I love it so much. And it's exactly where, where I'm meant to be and having the connection with the clients, building really strong friendships with a lot of the clients and seeing the shifts in the clients within one call has been phenomenal. It's been pretty amazing, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank yeah. you everyone for being here who's listening to the recording or here joining us here live. We're here live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Mountain Time in the Mind Body Community in Facebook and in Dr. Kim Duramo in YouTube. Um, if you haven't checked out our work, we're at drkimd.com. You can subscribe to um, be alerted for the, the work we're doing and programs we have coming out. We do have some live groups. And as we've shared here, the live mentorship as well. Uh, Alicia will come back next week. She was on last week. If you missed that episode, it was so beautiful and so powerful. And she's done the same depth with this work with really bringing people into a deeper integration to dissolve and resolve energies, creating depression, anxiety, physical yeah. illness. Um, your body is meant to thrive and you can open that that well of wisdom and universal energy inside you to let it take care of all of this for you. So that is the invitation. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jess. Thank you, everyone. Love you guys. Thank you. And we'll see you soon. We're back on Instagram too. Yay. <laughs> yeah, got our Instagram account ha hacked and uh, we are back on board. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. Lots of love, everybody.
Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Mind Body TV podcast with Dr. Kim Duramo. For a special download to assist with integrating this work, go to drkimd.com forward slash podcast.